الحمد لله وكفى والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والذين جاهدوا فينا لنهدينهم سبلنا سبحان ربك رب العزه عما يصفون والسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم الحمد لله الحمد لله على نعمه الاسلام وكفى به نعمه first and foremost we thank allah taala for the blessing of iman and what a great blessing that is and every day we have to remind ourselves that this is the key to eternal bliss la ilaha illallah muhammadur rasulullah and we've emerged another day alhamdulillah with the kalima and it's just a countdown it's a countdown one morning is finished and we don't know what will be in store for us the rest of the day if we have the tawfiq another morning will come another chance but it's decreasing so that time to get the eternal bliss and enter that eternal bliss it's coming closer for each and every one of us so the fact that we can say the kalima on a daily basis and believe in it and work towards that eternal abode that is itself of the greatest blessing because many people don't have that concept and don't have that idea don't have that key so alhamdulillah ala ni'matil islam but our deen has taught us that just saying the kalima is not enough we also have to have a'mal salihah we have to have good deeds so alhamdulillah for the fact that we are here in the masjid to pray salat al-fajr with jamaah which we just completed alhamdulillah and we shouldn't belittle this act because it is a tremendous act you day you start your day out fresh on a blank slate and you have these major deeds that we can do the major deeds that you can do to fill up the the blank page that we have so every day we have these five slots and we have to fill them up and we will be held accountable for not filling them up so to be able to offer that prayer and fulfill one of those and check off or write in that this was done for me that allah taala gave me tawfiq to participate in this and do it especially for the circumstances we face ourselves that we are in relative economic ease and comfort for that reason the Quraysh were reminded in surah al-quraish they were reminded a'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem 
Quraysh. This is for the ilaf of the Quraysh, the accustomed security of the Quraysh, the perennial security, some translators, meaning it was not just a one-time thing. It was something that was continuous. They were accustomed to having security in their travels, uh, in their businesses, business, business dealings. So what is the demand of that? So worship the Lord of this house. And then two special favors are mentioned. That Allah Ta'ala is the one that fed them against hunger and protected them from fear. SubhanAllah. And we look at ourselves. That are, these are the two blessings that we're enjoying. Relative economic freedom. That's why we have what, all the countries of the world coming here. right? And we are all immigrants. Many of us, some are here for generations. Others have come primarily for the economic ease and benefit that is offered by this country. And then as well as the security. Right? And it's a perennial thing. It's a custom thing. It doesn't change every year. It doesn't change with a change in the leadership like other countries. A change in leadership means a major change in the country. What's store ahead? It's going to be civil war. Is it going to be infighting on the streets? Right? This, many countries have that. So alhamdulillah, we are enjoying those two blessings. So we also, this eye is applying to us that we have to worship Allah Ta'ala. So the greatest act that we can do after having Iman is the Salah. So we have to realize that. So then once you realize that, then you start to work on it. Right? Because this is one of the major deeds that we can do in the day. Now you will add, there's things that you can do to improve the Salah itself. There are things that you can do before the Salah after the salah, and we try to package it. We try to bundle it up such that we can get the maximum reward for that. And that's a daily basis, daily effort for each and one of us, and we have to improve on that. So anything after, you know, sometimes like, what, what are we going to talk about? You know, we have to put the importance on the prayer first. This gathering afterwards, uh, can be a gathering of dhikr and there's a lot of reward for it a lot of benefit for it but not at the cost of salah the salah is the main thing subhanallah we're coming in in the darkness of the night and within a short time Allah Ta'ala would turn on the switch for this part of the world and create a tremendous opportunity for work and we're just you know, we don't, there's no effort upon, on, on ourselves on our part Subhanallah. So we should enter that because we seek out the benefit of the day. Right? So we should have the prayer as utmost priority. And you have to make it as best as possible. And there's many, many layers. For example, what we have here, we're praying in Jama'ah. Right? We know the benefits of that. We're praying in a masjid. There's more benefit there. We're praying in a jami', a place where the 
Friday prayer is also enacted. We're praying in a prayer where there are many qulaba, many students of knowledge, many ulama here that teach. So this type of gathering is not always available. So you're maximizing that and recognize that what this gathering coming to prayer represents. It's a huge multiplication factor above and beyond an individual prayer at home. And afterwards, we attach some dhikr, and even sitting for remembrance of Allah is dhikr, reading Quran is dhikr, listening to a talk of deen is dhikr. Right? So there is also benefit in that. And it's mentioned how the angels surround these type of gatherings, and they go up. And this and other hadith indicate that the angels have a discussion with Allah Ta'ala. And Allah Ta'ala knows everything in, in and out. But even then there's a discussion. So one of the wisdoms of that is that, you know, the angels, they didn't believe that we could come. They didn't describe us as the people that is coming to prayer. They didn't describe us as a people that could do good deeds even. Because when Allah Ta'ala mentioned that he would create Adam he would create a Khalifa on earth. What was the reaction? That was the quality, that was the that was what they had opinion of us, humanity, before we were even created, based on observations of other creations, because we're just one out of infinite number of creation that we don't know of. But the angels, this is the critique that they had. They had, are you going to place in the earth one that will call facade, corruption, and will spill blood? <coughs> so they know what's coming. They know what's around the world. This is what they were predicting, that these humans will be just killing each other. These humans will be killing each other tyrannically, oppressively. This is the creation that, we're going, that you're going to place on the earth as a khalifa? So this was an observation that they made. But Allah Ta'ala, He knew better. He knows best. I know that which you do not know. So we have that ability to become a Khalifa on this earth. But it takes some effort. So what Allah Ta'ala, to show the angels at that time, Allah Ta'ala taught Adam al-Islam the names of things the angels had no idea of. And then they were asked to mention these names. They were not able to do so. And then Adam al-Islam was told to mention these names, and he was able to do. So, ilm, knowledge, is power. Right, as you say. So that knowledge elevated the rank of man at that time. Right, the rank of the first man, our father, Adam salam in front of the angels, and they realized, and they could only say, Subhanaka la ilmalana illa ma'allamtana. Glory be to you, Allah, we don't know, only what you have taught us. So they realized that they were mistaken. So that was in the first creation. And then when we came down here, part of the task now is to seek out these type of gatherings where Allah Ta'ala's name is mentioned, and then go report it back up. And it's a reminder for them, what did they say about us originally? So it is possible 
despite all odds, despite the natural tendency, the default nature of humans to corrupt and to kill, that you can reform yourselves, but you need knowledge. Don't you see when you want to go somewhere and you, know, you want to go on vacation and you want to go to some place where it is uh, you know, exotic, most often that's a place where it's untouched by humans. Because the moment it's touched, it's corrupted. So we seek out that in, the, in this world. We'll pay premium. This is an exotic island. Nobody's here. Or we'll go deep in the ocean you know, to go see some vessels because nobody's there. Or we'll pay a premium to go to the moon. Nobody's there. Do we want to go to an urban area? That's not really on our list. right? Because we know what's happening over there. So we know that there is a tendency for humans just to corrupt and to spill blood. So the angels were right in that sense, and we see that every day. So we have to learn from that time that knowledge is important. The knowledge will allow us to fulfill the role of Khalifa. And we have to seek out that knowledge. And it comes you know, in doses. It comes in a gathering. It comes in a discussion. It comes in one listening. You know, you accumulate these type of nuggets of knowledge and then you apply it. So that's what we need to be doing. Alhamdulillah. We're sitting here and the angels are recording that. So the Quran, and Allah Ta'ala has mentioned it going by, still talking about that, the story of Adam alayhi salam, that he knew best, or he knows what we don't know, what the angels don't know. And then when we were sent down in this earth, Allah Ta'ala sent, he, he made it clear that he will send the guidance. He will send guidance, and whoever follows this guidance, they will have no fear, and they will have no grief. So this was already coming to us. Now we just have to take that guidance. So our job here is to take the guidance that comes, take the message of the Prophet of our, of our time or our ummah, in which case we are, alhamdulillah, blessed to be in the last ummah with that last message of the Qur'an. So we have to inculcate that. We have to in, embed that in ourselves. So the perspective that we gain from the Qur'an, it allows us to live our life in a way that we can maximize whatever time we have here. So usually, you know, when I want to talk about something, I read the Qur'an, or something comes in mind, or something's happening in society, and certain ayat just come about uh, naturally. And then I talk about it. But this time was a bit different. This time, as I was just thinking about perspective and how the Quran inculcates the perspective and reading through pages or just hearing tilawat, it was hard to pick any ayah 
or any page because every page was becoming evident in the times that we are living. So it shows us that at the times of ease, the Quran gives you different points. And at times of difficulty, Quran gives you different points. But you have to keep on going back and back and back. And something that may have been uh, you just read by, all of a sudden, becomes so evident because of your situation and your circumstance. This even happened to the Sahaba. Because when the Prophet passed away, Hazrat Umar, we know the story that he was willing to strike the neck of anyone that says that he has passed away. But however, Hazrat Abu Bakr recited an ayah, and then Umar Umar calmed down. As, and he later he reflected, is that if that ayah was just revealed, even though he knew it, he was the Hafiz of the Quran, but he knew that ayah. So, but the ayah wasn't manifest until that time. So many times we are glossing over the Quran, we're reading the Quran, but the circumstances that arise where we can connect with the ayah. But you keep on reading it, in another time, another situation, you'll connect. And what's amazing is that even if you read the same ayah and you connect it once in one situation, but your circumstance may dictate now that you connect it in a different way. And that is the miracle of the Quran, that it's a living book. It's a book of guidance at the end of the day. It's a book of guidance. It has all the elements to guide us from the beginning to the end. So we look at things that are going on as far as news reports, as far as what's being reported, what's being not reported. And then you read, يُرِيدُونَ لِيُطْفِيُوا نُورَ اللَّهِ بِأَفْوَاهِهِمْ so then you get solace. You saw that they want to extinguish the light of Allah with their mouths. With their mouths. But Allah Ta'ala will perfect His light, even though the kafir may detest it. So when you read that ayah, when you inculcate that ayah, then whatever people are saying, you know, it fades away. Because this is. Rabbul Alameen mentioning what's going to be happening. So a lot of the times that we get difficult situations, it's because we're not connecting to the Qur'an. We're not engaging in the Qur'an. We're not seeking the guidance that's in the Qur'an. But it's there. And you don't have to look for it in a particular page. You keep on reading it with the intention that you want to be guided by it. You want to inculcate its words. And those words will start popping out at whatever level. Because the Qur'an is something that cannot be encompassed by any tafsir or any explanation. It's a living book that every era has, they add to it, they get extract from it. So we just have to keep on reading it and we'll find the answer in our era. That's why it's very important to connect to the Qur'an. That will propel us, that will allow us to understand the value of our deeds allow us to get through the different situations. So that's one thing that has been on my mind because what's going on, as we know, is there, there's a propaganda, right? There is just certain things can be reported, certain things can't be reported, but Allah Ta'ala has mentioned that this is how it will be, right? So our job here is to recognize these things, to get solace from that. 
And then people are talking about ukuba or punishment, or they're talking about mujim harb, like war crimes, things like that that we read. The Quran talks about aqiba instead of ukuba. Aqiba. Look at the final outcome. Look at the final outcome and of the mujrimun, of the muttaqin, of the muttaqun as well. Look at the final outcome of people of the past, what happened to them, what happened to their communities. These things just played out. It's a different, it's similar, but it's different because of a different set of people. But the situation is exactly the same. You read about in Surah Al-Fajr, you read about the Aad. How they were creating things, Lam Yukhlaq Mithlafil Bilad, that unheard of, unimagined things that were made uh, by them. So, subhanAllah, that was the Aad. Now, you look at the Aad, you can't find them on the map. You can't find them on the map. They recently tried to uncover Ad. They found somewhere in Yemen, buried under 40 feet of sand. So that was the final outcome of those people that were Jabbar. Because they built these grand structures and they were also very large people and they were very strong people. But what happened to them? So Allah is making us look at those people. They came and they went. Allah talks about Fir'aun. Throughout the Quran. So these people, they created too much corruption in the earth. What did Allah Ta'ala do? The whip of punishment came. Sota. Sot is a whip. Just a whip. And they're no more. So what's happening around us, it's a story that's been repeated. So we have to look at the aqibah. Right? When you look at Ukuba, we want the punishment. We want the punishment. How can, you, how can you get justice? Because justice is not meant for this world. Maliki Yomidin, we recite that every day. Master of the day of judgment. Master. Allah Ta'ala is master of the day of judgment every other day. However, on that day, on the day of judgment, that will be when real justice will be given to everybody. And as a precursor to that judgment, even it's mentioned, when the animals, which they don't have any Jannah or Jahannam, but Allah Ta'ala will be just, and that horned animal that hit another animal, killed that animal, will get its justice. And will be able to hit that animal and they'll be turned into dust. And when the kuffar will see that, when the mujrimun will see that, they will say, Ya laytani kuntu turab. I wish I was dust. I wish I was dust. So when you start to change your perspective about things, then all of these things start to fade away. The time will come, a people will come, a people will have their good deeds in their, in their books, and then they will go on. 
So the Quran is full of these type of things, and we have to connect. If we don't know Arabic, we need to be able to connect with the translation of the Quran. That will still give us some layer. Read the translation, and then those parts that stick out, start seeking more information. Read a tafsir in your language. Listen to talks in that, about that. It will change your perspective. It's all about changing the perspective. Our deen is about changing the perspective because it changes us from the, the tunnel vision of this dunya to the sa'a of the akhirah. So that is something that we have on a daily basis we, we can do when we interact with the Qur'an. And then there's the hadith, subhanAllah. Allah Ta'ala has given us the Qur'an as well as the hadith. And the Prophet's job, task, yu'allimuhumul kitab wal hikmah. The kitab and the wisdom. So one wisdom we can share. So you can get wisdom from the Qur'an, you can get wisdom from the hadith. And that is the, the hadith where the Prophet mentions that the Muslim Ummah is like one body. It's like one body. And when one part pains, then the rest of the body feels it. And we're feeling that pain. And we're feeling that pain because a part of our body is being hurt. Several parts of our bodies of our body is being attacked and hurt. But you know the, what the enemy wants in this type of situation? If you do you know, analogy on this uh, description of the ummah, is that the, energy, the enemy wants complete organ failure, right? That strike a blow such that that part will be affected and then subsequently all the other parts will be affected. It's only when all those organs fail, then the body will die. Right, so that means that everybody has a different role. And when we see something that happens to us as an ummah, we have to be doing our role. We have to be doing our We can't just be sitting there and watching. Then we'll have organ failure. You're being attacked, or you have some injury. You still need to breathe. You still need to eat. You need to take some oxygen, right? And there's different organs that are there. But if you start losing your kidney, because it's not doing anything, you're losing your lungs, not doing anything, obviously the body's going to die. And that's a situation that we face ourselves sometimes, especially when we're stuck on the, the video, whether it's YouTube or TV or whatever. We're seeing the scenes, and we're just paralyzed. And the function that we're supposed to be doing, we're not doing. So eventually, then... You multiply the injury. So it's our job now to be the best Muslim that we can be. Because Allah Ta'ala has guaranteed judgment and justice for all. But we have to not die of this. We rather have to be revived from these type of things. We have to revive, we have to look at ourselves and say, how can I become the best Muslim that I can be? And it may be that my role takes a different uh, nature but many times it's, my role has to be what I've been doing I have to raise the kalima of Islam in wherever I am whatever capacity I, I, I can do and you should get more vigor because you know that the body is being attacked the worst thing you can do is just be complacent and just say we're going to die 
Because the Prophet he made dua for this. Oh Allah, don't cause my ummah to be annihilated. And that dua was accepted, subhanAllah. This religion will not be annihilated. This deen will not be annihilated. Rather, Allah Ta'ala, when the time comes, He will take the souls of the believers, meaning the believers will still continue, continue, but the day of judgment has to come. So as part of one of the signs, a wind will come and take all the souls of the believers and only the kuffar will be left. And when there will be no one to say, Allah, 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 then qiyamah will happen. So we will go through tremendous amounts of struggles, but we will survive. Islam will survive. And we will go away one day. But everybody's ta'a, everybody's good deeds cannot be just added to my account. I am responsible for my own deeds. Right? So I'm watching, I'm doing something. If I'm not getting some output from any of this, then I need to tone down what I'm watching. And if you're not feeling anything, then you need to look, you need to look more. What's going on? Why am I not feeling the pain? Right? So too much pain would desensitize you. You don't want that. But not any pain, not any care, this is not the status of a Muslim. And we need to work on ourselves. So these are some reflections, alhamdulillah. I will end uh, with a little bit uh, with, with dua, but before that, just a little bit of dhikr. We ask Allah Ta'ala to open our hearts. We ask Allah Ta'ala to be able to have the tawfiq to continue to worship Him and to increase our yaqeen. So, each one of these azkar, they have a history, they have a story behind it. I just mentioned a few of the azkar, we won't go into the story, but if you start to read the, these are Quranic ayat and the st- story ab- around it, you'll be amazed. But it, each one will take its own time, but you should look at it. But know that these are very powerful ayat. So if I recite it, inshallah you will uh, recite it silently. Uh, and when I recite salawat, I say salawat, you recite salawat on the Prophet. Bismillah rahman rahim Hasbunallah wa ni'mal wakil Hasbunallah wa ni'mal wakil Hasbunallah wa ni'mal wakil Salawat Allahumma salli ala sallam Muhammad wa ala sallam Allahumma salli ala sallam لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله صلوات لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إني كنت من الظالمين
Salawat. Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un Salawat Allah waliyul ladhina amanu Allah waliyul ladhina amanu Salawat Allahumma salli ala asli Alhamdulillahirrahmanirrahim <laughs> Ya Allah, we ask you for the acceptance, Ya Rabbil Alameen, O Allah. We ask you for tawfiq, Ya Allah, to worship you, Allah, in the best way, Ya Allah. O Allah, give us tawfiq, Ya Allah, to worship you in the best way, Ya Rabbil Alameen. O Allah, accept our deeds, Ya Rabbil Alameen. O Allah, overlook our shortcomings, Ya Rabbil Alameen. O Allah, forgive our sins, Ya Rabbil Alameen. O Allah, O Allah. Oh Allah, alleviate the suffering all over the world, Ya Rabbil Alameen, O oh Allah, in so many different forms, so many different areas, Ya Rabbil Alameen, O oh Allah. Oh Allah, give the people patience, Ya Rabbil Alameen, give our brothers and sisters patience, Ya Allah, and Afia, Ya Allah. O oh Allah, remove their difficulties, Ya Rabbil Alameen. O oh Allah, O oh Allah, allow us to... <coughs> in, allow us to look at our blessings, Ya Rabbil Alameen, O oh Allah, oh Allah, to be grateful for them, Ya Allah. Allah, all those difficulties that people are facing, Allah, remove their difficulties, Ya Arham Rahameen. Allah, protect our youth, Ya Allah, protect our families, Ya Arham Rahameen, Ya Allah. Allah, all over the world, Ya Rabbil Alameen, Allah, allow us to connect to the masjid, Ya Allah, connect to the gatherings of dhikr, Ya Rabbil Alameen, Allah. Oh Allah, oh Allah, this time will pass, Ya Rabbil Alameen, oh Allah, allow us to pass the test, Ya Rabbil Alameen, oh Allah, pass the test of shukr, Ya Allah, pass the test of sabr, Ya Rabbil Alameen, oh Allah. Oh Allah, allow all of these deeds, Ya Allah, to allow us to do the right deeds at the right time, Ya Rabbil Alameen, O oh Allah, and give, give due importance to the deeds, Ya Allah, and overlook our, our mistakes, Ya Allah, while we do these deeds, Ya Rabbil Alameen. O oh Allah, O oh Allah, we ask you for, for Jannah, Ya Rabbil Alameen, O oh Allah, we seek refuge from the Naar, Ya Allah, O oh Allah, we, we seek refuge from any punishment in the grave, Ya Allah, we seek refuge from any punishment in this world, Ya Rabbil Alameen, O oh Allah, please overlook us and please forgive us, Ya Rahman Rahmeen. Allah give us a tawfiq Allah to worship you Ya Allah Allah oh Allah Ya Arhamur Rahmin Rabbana taqabbal minna inna ka anta sami' alim wa tuba alayna ya maulana inna ka anta tawab rahim wa sallallahu ta'ala ala khiri khalkihi muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahabi ajma'in bi rahmatika ya Arhamur